Hey, what's going on? It's Sybil from The Possibility of Today. Thanks so much for dropping by and tuning in. This show's all about the events that are happening all around us, whether it's the events in the news or even the events in our own life. We get into all of it because we are trying to make certain we are living today better than yesterday. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility Today on webtalkradio.net. Okay, so on today's show, we are back on the topic of relationships, the uh, the topic that never goes away, right? It's definitely something that we could probably talk about all day long, and we're definitely going to spend some good time with it today. I've got some great hot questions, uh, one in from Raul that we'll get to, and Kristen, both kind of in the same vein, just in terms of figuring out how to find that right person uh, and asking for some some advice on that. So we'll get to that in the hot question section. But today we are also going to hear from a gentleman. We're going to hear a guy's perspective. I thought it would be really cool to let a guy weigh in on the relationship topic. And we're going to hear from Oren Harris. Oren is actually an infinite coach and You may be asking yourself, what is uh, an infinite coach? Essentially, Oren works with a lot of high performers and really shows them how to take the things they're doing, their relationships, how they're living, just to take things to the next level. So I'm so excited that he could join us today and weigh in and, of course, give us a glimpse into a man's perspective. So let's welcome Warren. Warren, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you because, you know, for weeks after weeks after weeks, everyone just gets to hear my perspective. Um, And we talk about relationships a lot on the show. So now they get to hear somebody else's perspective. So I'm glad we get to, to kind of dive into all of the things about relationships. And that is where we're going to start. Cool. Awesome. I'm in. I'm all in. (laughs) Good deal. Good deal. So now, of course, I can't speak on behalf of all the women of the world, but (laughs) (laughs) I can speak on my behalf and, of course, um, all of my friends' behalf because women, I don't know if you know, but we kind of have a tendency to sit around and chat about men. Uh (laughs) Do guys do that? Um, Not not in the way that women do, no. Guys guys are... uh, it's, it's quite a different flavor than when I, I've, I've had the privilege of being in on many conversations with women too. So I have a nice perspective and it's definitely a different, different universe. It's a different universe, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, one of the main things, if you have sit, if you have sat and been a witness on lots of female conversations, I'm sure you've heard it. But one of the main things that I know I was focused on and pretty much all of my friends and all women I come into contact are focused on is really trying to find like that right person throughout the course of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Or our, our dating lives, let's call it. Date all different types of people. So I wanted to be a little more precise. Mm-hmm. And I would look back on my past relationships and be like, okay, you know, this worked well in this relationship, this worked well, and really also taking into consideration my personality and kind of like the ways that I wanted to grow and really trying to find that perfect relationship. And so the question I have for you is I know that you have some thoughts specifically on like these patterns that women have in terms of like the types of people that they're dating. And I think you actually described it as like the elusive man or can you give me some, like what's your insight? What's your perspective on all that? (laughs) Sure. Well, my perspective has come from, my close connections and intimate relationships with women. Also, it's come from a high percentage of my clients and people that I work with are women. Very powerful, expressive, creative, just really intelligent women. And so what I started noticing um, in my conversations, in my different interactions, 
um, directly with women in my own relationship, but also with women in coaching, is that there was this sort of pendulum swing thing happening, right? Where on one hand, you know, a woman would attract a guy who was very maybe gentle and nurturing and understood her feelings. And she felt like she had a lot of space, had some freedom, had a powerful voice. And I would say this particular type of guy, if we were to profile him into a type of guy, would tend to be a little bit more on the passive side, but there's all these different payoffs um, of being with this particular guy. And the other thing, and this is this is more on an unconscious level. It's not like women actually said this to me directly, but the other thing is that, you know, in that relationship, they felt like they could also be in control, you know? So there was a certain sense of power that they felt in the relationship, right? This is like the first, like when they're describing these relationships to you and these are, you would describe these as like their first relationships or that's kind of where they start off. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say, I've seen a pattern of starting one on one end or the other. I was just going to share with you the two ends, you know, oh, I've, I've, the pendulum swing, the pendulum gotcha. swing. Gotcha. Okay. I'm following. I'm right. Right. So, so, you know, the, the upside of that relationship, like I said, is they feel, you know, like they're in control. They feel expressive. They feel like they can pursue their passions or kind of, you know, in a, in a, a more defined sense, a more extreme sense, you would say they're kind of wearing the pants, if you will. Right. <laughs> Gotcha. But but then the flip side of it or the downside of it will be, you know, eventually they'll get bored. You know, eventually they'll feel like the guy is spineless, like he has no spine. He's not he's not a man, you know, or if it, you know, comes to being in the bedroom, for example, it they this is this guy is not able to, like, ravish them or take them to this edge of their, you know, make their heart beat faster, take them to the edge of life and draw that passion out of them. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard this description. Women describe it as like, yeah, he's just like not a like bad boy enough. He doesn't have enough of an edge. Right, he doesn't have enough of an edge. And it's like, yes. yeah, yeah, he does everything I want him to do. And that was real cool for a while. But damn, like, you know, <laughs> like, step up. And so yeah. that that particular guy is kind of doomed from the get go. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he re it really is. It's like he can't he can't win, you know, because even if she says, even if the woman says, you know, I really want you to do X, Y, Z. I want you to step up and, you know, be more decisive. Or I want you to, even if he does it, <laughs> she's still not going to be satisfied because he did it. He did it because she asked him to do it. Right. right. So it's like he's he's pretty much he's pretty much screwed. So the <laughs> the the other end of the spectrum is okay. There's the bad boy profile, right? You know, this is guys like the knight in shining armor. He swoops in, you know, on the horse and with the armor. And he's like this, this knight, this kingly guy who just like, you know, uh, is more unpredictable, um, has definitely more of an alpha male masculine energy. Um, and so the upside of that is now there's more life flowing. There's more passion. There's more energy. You know, in the bedroom, it's a whole different scenario going on there. <laughs> and <laughs> but what I've seen with that guy, and I'm and, and I'm not stereotyping here and no, saying no, that you're helping us. We I'm loving this. Give us some more insight, please. Continue. Yeah. So with with that guy, the baggage that comes with that one, or you could say the downside is maybe he's a little bit too controlling. You know, maybe now all of a sudden she doesn't feel like she can fully pursue her passions. Maybe this guy is almost bordering on the jealous end of things, you know? Um, so she doesn't feel as free. She doesn't feel as expressed. Maybe this guy is so, you know, so hardcore that he doesn't really understand and be able to uh, feel, understand her feelings, you know? So this, this, this guy may be too much in his head even. And so when she's trying to express her feelings, he's trying to understand them with his linear mind, which is that, I mean, you know, anybody knows anything about relationships, any guy or girl knows that doesn't work. Emotions and feelings are like, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're not designed to be rational. Do you know what I'm saying? So exactly. exactly. And so, and I, I'll bring this part of the story to a, a close or tie it together. So it begins this sort of search for an elusive man. And one of the things that I've seen that occurs in, inside the subconscious of these women now, you could say 
their belief system. You know, our beliefs help shape our reality and our beliefs are fueled by our perceptions and by our experience. And so somebody who's had a sufficient amount of experience, whether they're conscious of it or not, these women start to believe that, you know, they're, they're either there is nobody for them or they have to settle or they're too much for a guy. And so then they start to repress and pull in their power and try to shrink themselves because they, um, they, they feel like, you know, I can't find a guy who can quote unquote handle me. That's another one I've heard. Right. You now, know? this is a certain type of woman too, right? Like this is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is like maybe a, a little bit of a type A woman, not to stereotype, but like this woman is the, cause I've met that woman. I don't know. One may argue that I may be that woman. <laughs> <laughs> one might say that. No. <laughs> Just in terms of, um, you know, I feel like these women have an idea of who they are. And like you said, they have this perception of what they want, but then there's a different type of woman altogether that maybe, you know, probably swings a little different in the pendulum or is, are you saying that this, you've seen this phenomenon kind of amongst all types of women? Well, I, you're, you're bringing up a really good point. I would say that this phenomenon is pointed the way I'm describing it. This, yeah. this, this particular pendulum swing is pointed in general to a certain type of woman. But really, if you look deeper into the dynamics of what's going on, I would say that it's just applicable to people in relationships in general. Gotcha. Do, do you get what I'm saying? But I, I am kind of pointing at a specific type of woman. But if you gave me another scenario or another type of woman, I probably could give you another set of dynamics that really are kind of the same thing, just in a different package. Yeah, I mean, and I can see totally how this plays out. And so if I'm, you know, a guy and I'm just saying, hey, I'm just a nice guy, you know, and I'm not that alpha type A I'm controlling the person I'm dating with. What, you know, what is his best solution? Is he just not supposed to, because he, he's got to be himself in the relationship, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's there's a number of solutions, and some of them are direct, and some of them, I think, are indirect. One sort of indirect solution, I think, and when I say indirect, this is something that would naturally solve some of the problems in a relationship. One of them is just, if the guy really knows what he wants, like in his soul and his own passion and and is focused on and putting his energy and moving towards what he wants. That's a very male energy sort of uh, thing that's necessary for a man to feel good about himself and to feel in his own power, because that's what she's trying to feel is his power. It doesn't have to show up as masculine energy. But right. if, if 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 he's a nice guy, because people who are. When, when you meet a nice guy who's not in his power, yep. a, a, maybe 40% of his niceness is not even authentic. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because he's just feeling powerless and playing into the... Right, know, he, does, he doesn't want... ...of his un, not misunderstanding of his true power. Right, so he doesn't. he's being nice a good percentage of the time because he doesn't want to rock the boat, because he doesn't want to yeah. say something that'll hurt someone's feelings. He doesn't want to you know, oh, yeah. shake things up or, or come across as not being nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so a part of it, like you're saying, is not authentic because that's not who he really is. He's just tiptoeing around things to avoid situations. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is, and this is why I love the subject of relationships when it comes to like the realm of what I do. The interesting thing about that is like if a woman, you know, points that out and let's say she's intelligent enough to know that about the man it's like oh well he's just being nice he's not being authentic you know the the one of the first questions i'll ask the woman is like why do you think you're attracting someone like that guy <laughs> do you know what exactly, i mean because exactly because the woman who's experiencing that if she's observing it if she's complaining about it then she's she herself is actually feeling disempowered too or she wouldn't be using her life force energy her observation, her conversation to be talking about it. And so that's a great question. Like, what is it about you that's attracting a guy like that? And in most yeah. cases I've seen, you know, from the woman's part, and this is where it starts to get into personal empowerment, she's actually playing it safe herself, which means there's there's some uh, something that she's hiding, you know, or 
uh, a fear of fully being herself. And so it, it becomes unconsciously convenient to attract a guy that can't call you out. A guy who can't, do you know, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, and you know, I, this is just so insightful and it's so powerful because a question that I always get is, you know, how do I continually date someone that just doesn't feel to be the right person? And I, you know, have this thing that I've shared with people about the phenomenon I've discovered, which I call the infinite loop. Mm-hmm. And it's literally when you're repeating these same patterns, like, you know, you see women and I'm sure men who always date this same type of person or repeat the same types of mistakes in relationships and kind of end up in the same place, you know, in 2012 with the relationship that they are in 2015. And they're like, I just don't get it. And these people, you know, I would say are stuck in this thing called an infinite loop. Mm -hmm. And the only way to break out of an infinite loop is, you know, first of all, you've got to know that you're in one. Right. Be really honest with yourself and say, okay, why, why are my relationships continually not working? How do I continually find all of these wrong people for me? And that's what I loved about your first insight because the next step is to look into yourself, like to do an inner evaluation or an audit, you know, and say, okay, what's, what's off in me or what's different? What do I need to notice? What is trying to come into my, you know, knowledge area for me Mm -hmm. to take notice of is the second step, like an inner audit. And then the third one is to then, you know, after you come up with that, to like look in the outer and to, you know, really take steps and do things differently than you've done. And I just think it's so powerful, those insights that you shared, particularly about the woman who's asking, okay, when you said what what what's in you that's continually attracting or that's even attracting this person. And right. so my question to you is how do you how do you get to the bottom of that? Because that's like kind of a a nebulous question, right? In that it's not always a very easy answer. I mean if sure if women knew they would stop repeating the same mistakes, but how do you get to that bottom of what's kind of, you know, in you that you need to take a look at? But that's a great question. I mean, it definitely is like can be like an onion, you know, and you're peeling, peeling, layer, peeling layers back, getting to the core or to the source. And other times, I mean, it depends on the urgency of the situation. Other times, I think if you have enough urgency, you know, um, whether it's because things got so chaotic or literally your life is on the line, then miracles can happen because there's a sudden surrender. You know, there's a sudden collapsing of everything that was before. But generally speaking, you know, people don't wait to get to that point. You know, they have their own level of pain tolerance before they actually make a decision to change. But I just wanted to point that out and I'll I'll work backwards Mm -hmm. uh, to say that, you know, it is a matter of peeling back the layers. So last night, actually, I was having dinner with two uh, ladies that I know and they were talking about guys. And one of the conversations they brought up was, you know, I just I want a guy who's more open, you know, who's more authentic, more transparent. And so they were both saying this thing like, man, I've manifested guys who aren't, quote unquote, on my level. Do you know what I mean? And they, was ta- they were talking specifically about openness. And she she said, you know, how can I attract a guy? I want I want somebody who I want somebody who's open. Right. And I said, you know, it's interesting. I said, I heard I hear a lot of people say that, you know, um, they want a guy who's more open. And I said, have you ever even had the thought that you want a guy who's more open than you? And she, and she was like, uh, uh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> and, and I said, you know, that's interesting. That's something for you to look at. Like, why do you think that you find yourself in a situation where you appear to be the one who's more open and you're wanting somebody who's just as open as you? You know, what's the payoff in that? You know, mm-hmm. what's what's the benefit? Because the first thing a person is doing is presenting it like it's all bad. Like there's right. it's there's nothing, you know, they're saying it like it's obvious. Very matter of fact, like, well, of course I want somebody who's more open. I'm like, well, then you're insinuating that you're not getting any benefit in any way from being in a relationship with somebody who's not that open. And this is what I said. It usually it starts to go back to, 
you know, creating a feeling of feeling safe, you know, um, right. just so there's a, there's like, it becomes this asset and liability at the same time. So there's one layer of the equation is what I'm saying. Um, and then you just keep peeling back. The other thing that I said to her that, that she found very interesting was because she asked me, she said, well, don't you want somebody who's open? And I, I said, uh, no. And she, <laughs> she, she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, I don't want somebody who's just open. I want somebody who's committed. That's a, that's a distinct difference. Because what I found is that when somebody's open, you know, open to an idea, when somebody's in the space of being open, it's still kind of abstract. You know what I mean? It's not that. And so for me, I said, I want somebody, we're talking about authenticity and transparency, you know, and intimacy. And I said, I want somebody who has a high value and has already gotten to the point where they're committed to being that way. Because aligning with someone like that, as we're going through the ups and downs of relationship, we're already on the same page. So we'll resort to the same, uh, you know, if we're trying to get back on track, we'll both be on the same page. Anyway, that kind of upped her standard as far as wanting somebody who's open. But back to your question, though, the first thing to do, like you said, is go inside and just simply taking ownership of, hey, look, the common denominator between me and all these other 10 relationships and guys is actually me. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, like, that's, that's the constant, right? The capital K. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's, there's me, there's me again. There's me again. <laughs> you know, there's me again. Um, so that, and, and that's just the beginning. There's so many different angles and things that can cause you to continue to peel back that uh, onion and get to the core of what it is that you really want. Absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, when you're doing these inner explorations and really kind of trying to get to the bottom of things, because I think there is a definite sincerity, you know, especially, I mean, I can speak from, you know, my perspective and, you know, my friend's perspective in terms of really trying to get to the bottom of, okay, what what is not working? You know, is there something in me that I need to be aware of? Um, you know, like some great questions, I think, to ask yourself are, you know, what, what seems to be exactly the same over and over and over again in these relationships? Like, am I making the same decisions you know, am I feeling and reacting the same way and that's negatively, you know, it's just not feeling good when things happen or like are there same triggers? You know, really just kind of, I think, sitting down and <laughs> having a conversation with yourself and being really honest and open <laughs> and committed to your point, <laughs> but willing to kind of find those things within yourself, you know, that... yeah you may want to pay attention to one one th one thing i would add to that i mean because we're trying to like i feel like you're wanting to like point at something specific like a specific inquiry maybe even or just give trying to like give like some good well, helpful questions you know because i think that there's that sincerity people want to try to figure this out yeah here's here's a good line of in, in your inquiry and looking at you know what it is it about me it's also good to start uncovering your beliefs you know, That's and I, 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 I'll give you an example. So one of the women I was talking to last night, you know, what we discovered is that she has an unconscious belief that if she were to love herself enough to be honest with herself enough about what she really, really wanted. And if she was fully being herself, her belief is that she would be alone. That's why that's why. So somebody who has a belief like that is only is going to automatically react a certain way. They're going to automatically view the world in a certain way. They're going to automatically have certain compromises already set into their actions that are unconscious. So, you know, seeing what beliefs you have. And if you don't, and if, if a person doesn't relate to the word belief, you know, they may think it's actually true. But that's the thing about beliefs. When we think that they're actually true, just because we've experienced them over and over again, the more, the more we say it's true, the more solid that belief is the more untrue it actually is. That's so true. I mean, I think that is an amazing piece of advice is to really take a look at, I call them, you know, limiting beliefs or 
things that are just kind of um, keeping you locked in to a perspective that really is not not helping you. And I mean, I can think back to <laughs> my dating experiences, and um, I mean, I definitely had limiting beliefs about. I would assume that okay, after I dated someone for like three to five months that I was going to find something that was just going to make me want to run the other direction or Mm -hmm. they were going to do something. And it was so inevitably like the clock would start on day one. Right. And I'd be dating this guy and I would literally just be like, okay, I'm just waiting. You know, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. And you know, now in retrospect, now that I, you know, you live and you learn maybe a little bit, (laughs) you know, I know that, that limiting belief was like maybe something within me about, you know, what I was really worthy of finding. And, you know, was I really someone that could find somebody that was supposed to be perfect for me or was I going to have to just settle because I, you know, I was never going to find myself in that place where I was going to find someone who was the perfect match. It's almost like, I lowered my expectation of having the the best relationship. Like, I almost didn't believe it could exist. Right. And that, in many ways, was a limiting belief. And, I mean, I know women have all types of limiting beliefs, like that one you talked about in terms of, you know, if I really show who I am, this person is going to run the other direction. Right. And And... And a belief like that generally gets cultivated from one or several points in their life where they were fully being themselves and somebody who was important, maybe an authority figure, somebody who they loved, rejected them. And that yeah. pain, the pain of that rejection now got associated with fully being themselves. So That would hold true too for men, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Like for, for a man, for example, you know, it could go back to when he was seven years old and with his dad and you know he was just be in a a pure state of innocence was feeling emotional and started crying and his dad might have said stop crying Mm -hmm. you know men men don't cry so then all of a sudden you gotta you know 20 years later you have an adult who's in a moment in a relationship you know or in a potential relationship and that same moment has continued to play itself out his whole life because the moment he gets to that edge and that emotion starts to come up naturally, organically, it, he'll intercept it and like mask it with something else because he doesn't want to feel that same pain again. But then it, but then it severely limits his ability to connect. Yeah, I mean, I told, I totally know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen it play out. Like, there's like certain triggers, um, and a lot of times. You know, we don't realize that there are things and experiences that have happened to us over the course of our lifetime that literally are impacting us, you know, and we've either covered them up or we have, like, certain ways we deal with them when things are triggered. I mean, I I, I have one specifically in terms of relationship because I had, when I was in college, I had a boyfriend who cheated on me. Mm. And I, I mean, at the time I was 20 or whatever, but I can, like, my next relationship after that... When I went into it, it's like I went in like, okay, I have to be aware of the same signs because this new guy could just cheat on me. And so he would do something <laughs> and it would be totally innocent, unrelated. You know? Right. It could just be like, hey, I went out of town for the weekend and I'd be like, oh my gosh, in the last time when I was in this relationship and my boyfriend went out of town, like that's when he cheated on me, you know, and then... I'd be like, well, where are you going? You know, and I have all of this emotional baggage I'm bringing from a prior relationship. And this guy has no history of cheating, has no idea what I'm touching on or what's triggering it. And in many instances, I didn't even really realize that the trigger was being hit until I would like, you know, be like, oh, my God, like, you're just being so unfair. Right. Like, you're going to have to let this go. Like, everyone is not going to cheat on you. And that's the thing is, like, once you get into that space, and a lot of people don't realize it, you're not even seeing, you're not even seeing reality clearly. You're not even seeing, you're seeing reality through a projection 
and it's not so it, it it limits the depth of connection you can have with somebody because you're not really relating to them you're relating to an idea you're relating to uh, a a ghost a past you know but you're see, it, you project that and literally their behavior now like you said you might go out of town for the weekend you know and maybe he usually calls you you leave him a message and he usually calls you back you know right. on average in 5 minutes and all all of a sudden it takes him 15 minutes. You're tapping into all the women's fears that like suffer from this right now. Yeah, that is the exact thing that they know. Like, wait, why, why, why did it take him so long to call back? Yeah, why did what, 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 what does that mean? What oh, you know? Text, why he should be in bed by now? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and, so true. So, and, what do you do? How do you deal with that? I mean, I know for me, the way I worked through it was I just literally was I had to understand that I was projecting something that wasn't true onto somebody else and that I was literally sabotaging mm-hmm. the ability to have a real healthy and good relationship because I had built up all these walls and at some point right you just gotta you gotta jump if you if and I was like you know if I really want to have a true and genuine relationship I'm gonna just have to take the risk of being hurt again Right, and I, I think to, to, you know, my answer to that question, and, and, and this isn't a specific answer, it's more of the motivation that could lead you in the right direction. I think you need motivation. You either you need enough pain or pleasure, because here's the thing. If you're in a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, she hasn't called back, and then, you know, you ask that woman in the moment, you know, what is it that you want? Well, I want him to call me back. Okay, well, why is it so urgent? Well... I have a fear that he might be cheating me on me. So what is it that you want? Like, what do you really, really want? And a woman has to get to a point where she doesn't want to get better at controlling the relationship and uh, evaluating the relationship. That has to get to the point where that becomes painful. That the pain, the pain of looking over your shoulder has to become more painful than the thought of, you know, this dreadful thing happening, which is cheating. It has to tip because... Once it tips, now all of a sudden your solutions are not going to be like, "Hey, I want to get even better at managing this relationship and managing this and managing my fear." It has to be, you know what? Screw this. This is this is not living. I don't want to yeah. live in fear. Period. Right. Want to live with this type of, you know, I don't want to not ever find a relationship that can flourish and that I can enjoy. Right, and I think that if you keep pulling this one inside. You know, and I'm going to say something deep here. Really, really, ultimately, I think you start to redefine trust. Like, what do you actually want to trust in? Because, you know, being able to trust in someone is way better than not being able to. So if we looked at this as like an evolution of, you know, amazingness, you know, if you've been in a relationship where you can't trust people and then all of a sudden you in a relationship where you can trust people. And you don't have to like manage it and look over your shoulder and you're like, whew, then that's going to be an upgrade. That's going to be amazing to you. Upgrade, that's what I'm talking about. Right. But what I'm saying is an even further upgrade is where you get out of this idea of where you're actually sourcing your trust from. Because if you're sourcing trust externally, it's still, it's still shaky. It may, it may not, uh, it may or may not affect you in ways that you can recognize but ultimately, I feel like trust comes from the inside out. Explain that a little bit to us, Oren. From a, from a state of empowerment, the most powerful, like as an individual, the most powerful state of being is where you feel the feeling in the experience of trust, or you want to call it faith, because mm-hmm. that, that's an effortless state of being, and it causes you not to have to use your mind and your knowledge and your information and your perceptions to evaluate the world in order to be, you know, intelligent enough to discern and make smart decisions, whether it comes to, you know, men or women or relationships or people that you're going to go into business with. All I'm saying is that's not a bad thing. And in fact, that's the way we're generally taught how to cultivate trust. Mm-hmm. But it's all, all I'm saying is the next level beyond that. You know, once you've gotten really good at understanding people, understanding their past, you know, having enough information, maybe you do background checks, all of those things are designed to give you the feeling 
of trust where you can let go, just be yourself and live your life. And all I'm, and all I'm saying is that to the degree that that feeling comes from these external things, then you're relying more so on, you know, on information and on your mind and on things outside of you. Right. But when, but when trust gets deeper, all of a sudden those things are no longer necessary it takes it to another level of empowerment because you're connecting deeper into your personal power. And, and part your mind is part of your power. We're body, mind, and spirit. And so, yes, information is power. If you have information about somebody, whether you're going to be in business or do you know be in a relationship with them, it's an asset. But at the same time, as we already said, it becomes a limitation too. So ultimately, what I've seen is like when you can get to that point where you're able to source that feeling of true trust – it gets even more, life gets more alive, more fulfilling. Right. And when you say source the feeling of true trust, you're saying you obviously tap into your intuition and you really, you know, you use the, the knowledge points, I guess, that you can and the feelings that you have to decide, okay, I, or to feel your way into this is a this is the type of person and I can trust him or her. Right, and all I'm saying is that's stemming directly from your tr level of trust in yourself. And it, like you said, you use the word intuition. When you pull intuition in, now you've gotten more empowerment because not only do you have the information in your mind and knowledge, which is valuable, but you also, intuition extends beyond the mind. It, yep. ext it extends beyond the five senses. And so now you have even more to draw from when you add in your intuition. And the other thing too is that, and this goes right back to where we started this conversation, is that, you know, if we're saying there's things about you that's causing you to attract somebody, and these are things that maybe are unknown to you, unconscious to you, the more you start to trust in yourself and you go deeper, the more those things reveal themselves to you. Because ultimately, if we're only using the external, we're only using our perception and our, our experience to decide and discern who we're going to be in a relationship with in that information, then we've just eliminated ourselves from the equation. We're saying it has everything to do with everything outside and has nothing to do with me. If that's the way you're operating, then you don't, you don't really, then that, then that's just a whole other level of operation. So what I'm saying is the deeper you go inside into trust, not only does your ability to discern and make more powerful and better decisions increase significantly, but you're also now taking more responsibility because you're taking responsibility for you as an individual and everything that you're creating. So it yeah. becomes it becomes inside out now rather than just outside. And when people build trust exclusively from outside, it's not sustainable. It doesn't last. They may get really good at it and they may they may even get to a point where they, you know, OK, whew, I got the right guy. So now I don't have to think about it. But I'm like. It just go. It goes beyond that. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Absolutely, I, I I totally agree, and I think you know I can see the emails coming in now because women are going to say, "But I was trusting my intuition, and probably guys too, you know." And I still chose the wrong person, and he still cheated on me, and you know that's my thing. How do I know the right one? But what you would say, and and I would 100% agree, and I can speak from personal experience, is a lot of times. Um, we tend to kind of default to the external, the things we can see, the things that we're accustomed to using to evaluate a person, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, where they're from, education, what they do as a career, like those are things that we're now using to get a little more comfortable uh, with someone. And in essence, I think what both you and I are saying is to go deeper and, you know, to kind of let the shallow surface layer stuff go and really try to look within yourself and to feel your way and to feel your intuition about a person. And if you can do that and feel, you know, deep down intuitively, like this is a, a, a person that I want to get to know more about. Right. And, you know, it, it's a different thing than, oh, this person you know, does this as a profession, lives here, drives this car, you know, I'm looking very surface here, and that's making me interested in this person. Yeah, here, here's something else I'll say, 
you know, that might <laughs> I might crank crank some some more emails in. Give your email. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, Orin Harris at. Um, yeah, Orin Harris at. No, okay, go ahead. And, and I and I, you know, I, I, I say this as a perspective. You know, obviously anybody can have their own perspective, but it's something to consider at least. You know, to to, to ponder. And I can say this from my own experience, not from theory. In every single case that I've worked with somebody who's had a trust issue in relationships and is saying they're manifesting people in life who aren't being honest with them, they're not being honest. And at first glance, they go, no, uh -uh, I'm totally honest. I'm like, well, you may be honest on a level of, okay, you're not deliberately lying, but there's so many other layers of honesty that you really have to go into self-evaluation to even discover who you are. So even trying to use your, 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 you know, intuition properly to discern one person from the next, your level of clarity of being able to discern your own intuition is coming directly from how much you know yourself. Know thyself, because when you know yourself in truth, all dimensions of yourself, which is, this gets into the deeper situation here, and why relationships can, relationships can really help us evolve is like, you know, uh, is that, our whole life is a process of discovering ourselves and coming back to know who we really are. And so relationships, you know, the ups and downs, the right decisions, the wrong decisions, the good, the bad are all supporting that process as well. And so, you know, a lot of times somebody might say, okay, Warren, I used my intuition and I still made the wrong decision. I'll sit and talk with that person. And it's like, do you even know what you want in which you are you sourcing what you want from from your mind or from your heart? And that's that's the that's the journey because if you have said you know Orin, I want these five things in relationship, and I thought this person was these five things, and there were only three of them, and two of them were off. You know, on one hand, we could say, okay, well let's let's work towards getting all five of these things, and then you're going to feel good, and then you'll have what you want. But really, to take it deeper. You got to look at those five things and ask yourself, why do I really, really, really want this? And is it coming from me, like uh, as a soul? Is this something that moves me and is true to my soul, or do I want these five things because you know that's what my, what my mom had? That's what I've seen my whole life. This is what I've been striving for. So you may not be getting what you want, and it may not even be what you want. That's a whole. That's a whole other level of the conversation now. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I loved what you said too about. Um, you know, relationships being there to help us grow and to develop. And because that's something that I have definitely come to understand uh, later in life, because I would go into relationships always trying to fix the person that I was with, you know, and, oh, this was falling short. Or this, and, you know, so my attention, of course, is on fixing them when really my attention should have been on myself and getting the feedback from the person I was with, you know, and learning, okay, you know, this person has said they're going to be with me. We have this very honest communication and we're in this relationship. Who better than this person to learn from and really start trying to take cues of things that maybe I want to work on in myself? Would you say that that's true? Like, do you feel that the relationships you have been in have helped you kind of evolve in a way? Yeah, big. Your true self more and more. Big time. And my suggestion, you know, it, to anybody is to just consider that that's that's a big part of your relationship. You know, is relationships to me are the perfect opportunity to get feedback from your environment, from somebody that's close to you that you love about yourself, because. I mean, and this is built upon my own belief, which I already stated earlier, that we grow, we evolve, we're, we're in the process of discovering and creating ourselves throughout our lives, you know? You know, that's a, that's a process, and we've had so much conditioning about who we should be, how we should be acting, that for most of us, it is quite a process of rediscovering the truth of what we want, and so relationships are a good feedback to actually show you how you're showing up and who you're being in the world. So they're a mirror. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, because everyone always asks me, and actually I've got to get to these hot questions. So we're going to take one of the hot questions. I've got two and they're the same. One is from Raul and one is from Kristen. 
And Raul's obviously asking, okay, how do I find the right girlfriend? And Kristen is asking, how do I find the right man? So I'm like, okay, let's combine these together. But in terms of what you're saying about relationships, you know, being a reflection and learning, that has always been my first piece of advice. And it's something that I did myself personally. So I can attest to the fact that it's working is when I was looking to find my best relationship, my best next relationship, I literally thought about, okay, what are the things that are really important to me, the the traits, the attributes, you know, the type of person I want to find? And mm-hmm. I envisioned that and really thought through it and was really trying to be sincere and not shallow about it. And then every single thing I came up with, you know, like I want him to be honest and loving and committed instead of going and looking for that person I worked on those traits in myself and I was like can I am I rising to the level of the things that I'm looking for in another person and to the extent that I'm not where do I need to kind of make some changes you know do I need to focus on maybe being more gentle if I'm looking for someone who's more gentle? Right. Like, and really try to strengthen those things that I wanted to find in the perfect person. And when I did that and I did it honestly and I took my time and I was alone while I did it mm-hmm. in between relationships, then here comes the relationship and here comes the guy that reflects the things that I was looking for. And I mean, would you, would you say, can you speak on like in terms of that, you know, how you kind of see and reflect who you are? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's a fantastic example. And I would say, you know, of, of the many things that would support the answer to the question, how do I find the right guy? How do I find the right uh, woman? Um, what you just mentioned, I think is, is fantastic. And I've seen that, uh, that to be true for myself and as well as other people, you know, work on being the person that you're wanting to attract. Um, that's a fantastic, a fantastic cool. process. That means, that means my, I must have gotten it right with my husband then. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, he's like, whew. Oh, yeah, so. So continue, please. Yeah, so that that's a, that's a fantastic process. And I, so if I was going to add some things to that, one, one, I would also highlight be honest. Now, the moment someone says right, like I want to find the right person, I want to find the right versus the wrong, I'm going to go deeper here for a minute and say that like if you're going to really be honest with yourself, when you're making a list of these qualities and you're by yourself like you said, list the stuff that you feel like that that of your own desires, list the stuff that you feel like you like and list the stuff that you may feel that you even have judgment on because if you if you don't if you're not honest and present with yourself about something you have judgment on then you'll tend to create it anyway but you won't be able to you won't be able to receive it because it's an unconscious creation i'll give you an example and i've seen i've seen this dynamic between men and women sometimes you know there's the guy who's attracted to you know the the beautiful girl and he's not being completely honest about his physical attraction to her and her beauty and sexual attraction. And then let's just say it's, it's the wealthy guy, hot girl scenario. And she is attracted to his wealth and his power and his money. Yeah. But maybe, and this is what I'm saying, because I've talked to women like this before. And a lot of them, I say, so what do you like about him? Oh, well, he's kind and he's generous and he's this. But they refuse to say that I also want someone to take care of me or I'm I'm attracted to the fact that he's financially stable. And right. what I'm what I'm saying is if you're not honest enough to admit the things that you want, then you will create them accidentally maybe and not be able to so it becomes a disconnect. So all I'm saying is when you're making your list of the things that you want, go deeper and there may be things in there that you have judgment on that you don't want to admit to yourself that you actually want. I think that's perfect. You see what I'm saying? And, Absolutely. And so put that on your list too because one, you won't be able to – you may not be able to manifest it if you're not honest that you want it. And two, if you do manifest it, 
and you wanted it, but you weren't able to be honest with yourself, then you won't be able to fully experience it. It won't be fulfilling to you because it's something that will be hidden in the relationship. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Oren, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Time. Yes, yes. I had a really good time. Tell from your answers that I'm going to be getting requests for you to come back, so I hope you'll join us again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's Yeah. Relationships are, I mean, they're, they're one of the main focal points of everyone's life. I mean, life is really, truly about, you know, sharing it with other people. So relationships are always a, a fascinating and inspiring topic. You know? I mean, Oren, you and I could probably go on for hours, but Oren, if someone wants to find you, how do they find Oren Harris? Great question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you? The best place to find me right now is through my website, which is www.orenharris.com, orenharris.com. And another thing on my website that I've been doing for the last maybe nine months now is if you go to the tab that says Flow Tips, I send out these videos for free. If you, Ooh, I've seen those. Those are really good, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been getting amazing feedback from these videos. They're like three to five minute videos that are really just tips. I call them tips from the flow, but they're tips, you know, video tips about specifically how to create an extraordinary life and how to manifest the life of your dreams. And I think they get sent out like twice a week. But that's something, uh, a way to really engage with me in a way that's very alive. It's video. Um, so, but OrenHarris.com, um, if you want to direct any other questions to me, actually, you can contact me even through my website as far as email if you have any inquiries about anything. So, thank you. And then, Oren, you know, for people who are here, local in Southern California, you have events and stuff from time to time, right? I do. I have events. Um, again, my website is another way to find out about my, about my events. Oh, also on Facebook, OrenHarris.com. I have a personal page and I have my, uh, I don't even know the terminology, but <laughs> the other page, the professional page. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, or, I'm Oren, Oren Harris on Facebook as well, O-R-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. That's another really good way to stay in the loop, and I have a couple of communities on Facebook that are more, um, you know, specified in a particular area of life, so that's another good way to interact and connect with me. Well, that is so cool, and you guys, those will all be in the notes for the show, and I really recommend, I mean, as you can tell, Oren is filled with knowledge. Like, I just call him from time to time to uh, pick his brain, or I send him, like, a chat on Facebook, like, hey, Oren, what do you think about this? So I would really encourage you to stop by his website or to drop by and like his Facebook pages or even send him an email. He's just a really nice and approachable guy. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys all have an amazing day and an amazing week. And remember, live today better than yesterday. Thanks. <laughs>